Welcome to the TPL Show, a podcast dedicated to the study and discussion of leadership. Join us as we share relevant, simple, and lasting methods for improvement that can be used to lead from any level in any organization. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the TPL Show. I'm Dave Cahill, and I'm here with Luke Weber. Hey, guys. And today we're going to talk about the Leadership Toolbox. Before we get into the details, I'd like to share with you the premise upon which this concept is built. Anyone who studies and practices leadership can grow to be a much better leader than they are today, and this is a never-ending process. The more you study, the more you practice, the better leader you become, and this can continue for your entire career. Also, leadership can be emulated, but not duplicated. Each leader must develop their own style. To do this, they have to learn and develop their own set of leadership tools over time. Hmm. These tools, however, can be housed in a leadership toolbox. And that toolbox for us has six sides, six universal governing concepts of leadership. Let's quickly just summarize the six sides of the leadership toolbox. So Luke, can you do that for us? Can you summarize them? Yeah, let's talk about the six sides of the toolbox. The first one is operate against principles and violet. Number two is assume an effective mantle. Number three, deeply understand purpose. Number four, have impact through others. Five, be situationally aware. Number six, master the art of doing nothing. There they are. So there are the six sides of the leadership toolbox. So now we know what they are, at least briefly, right? We'll dig into more detail later. Yeah. But why are they important? So these give each leader a framework for learning and practice that is holistic enough to ensure well-rounded development, but also it's flexible enough to allow each leader to develop their own style. There you go. That's very important, right? So we we see that um, we could have a framework to move against, but we can also study in our own way, learn in our right. own way, apply our own right. learnings, right? Um, and sense, um, as we're going to talk in a moment, leadership development, at least in the United States and maybe in the world, is a self-driven thing. If sure. you want to become a good leader you've really got to drive that yourself. Yeah. Right. So, okay, great. So that's why they're important. Let's talk about how. Yeah, let's talk about how. Can you take us through that list? Yeah, so first thing is learn each side of the box. Mm-hmm. Second thing would be to identify methods and tools to grow that particular side. Yeah, sure. Third is what we just talked about, practice mm-hmm. these sides. Fourth would be to reflect on those sides after you've used each side. Of of course, yeah. And then just repeat. Fifth step is to repeat. Okay. So you're learning the concepts overall. Then you start to focus in on each of the six, learn tools and methods that would help you in that area, practice them, think about how you did, draw lessons from that, repeat. Just keep doing that over and over and over again. Just like that. Okay. All right. So that's the how-to. So now that we've reviewed the what, the why, and the how of the Leadership Toolbox in summary, let's get into the details of the six sides. 
Let's take just a moment, though, and talk about leadership. Let's set the stage for this conversation and have have a, a few words about leadership before we dive in. Um, so you ready to do that? I think the stage is requiring a joke. A joke. All right. Okay, so so let's start with a uh, a joke, right? So <laughs> we're going to tell the light bulb joke. Okay. Right? okay. Yep. So how many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know, Dave. Yeah. Well, in the interest of time, I'm going to tell you. It only takes one, but it takes a long time, and the light bulb has to want to change. <laughs> That's a good one. I know. It's corny. Very All simple. Right. But the, the purpose of the joke is to remind us, as leaders, it only takes one, us, yeah. to develop as leaders. Yep. We can drive our own leadership development, but it takes time, and we have to want to do it. So with this will to do it and realizing that it's us driving it, we have to accept the fact that it will take time right. for us to develop these leadership skills. So that's the purpose oh, of the joke, yeah, right? Okay. So some thoughts uh, about leadership to get us started. Leaders work in language like a sculptor works in clay. So this is important. Language is the medium of leadership. You have to be able to speak well, to articulate. Yeah. So you have to practice that, right? You have to speak clearly. Say what's on your mind, speak with integrity, and so forth. Leaders work in concepts like architects work with structure. So leaders use concepts to create visions of how they want things to be, where they want people to head, what the output of something will look like, and so forth. So uh, this is pretty important too, right? So if you limit language and you limit concepts, you limit leadership. If you limit leadership then technocracy hmm. starts to prevail. Hmm. Let's talk about what technocracy is. That is a funny word. Yeah. So it is a funny word. Can you kind of define <laughs> it for us? So or what's a technocrat? Let's well, say. technocrat is a technical expert, especially one exercising managerial authority. There you go. So it's a technical expert exercising managerial authority. They've got authority over others, right? That's probably from Webster's, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's from Webster's. That's that's where the intern got it, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, this happens a lot, right? So someone is very proficient in a technical field. Uh, sales. Sales is a technical field. Yeah. You have to understand the product, and then you go through this art of selling and get to a close and all that kind of thing, right? So we see this all the time in, in sales positions. The best salesperson the person who sells the most by revenue or closes the most sales in a time frame or whatever gets promoted to sales manager. Yeah. Then what happens? Yeah. They don't know how to lead. They don't know how to lead. They have no idea. The skill sets associated with closing the sale are completely different from those yeah. skill sets associated with leadership. And it's like promoting someone who's good at baseball to fly your airplane. Yeah. I mean, it just almost doesn't make any sense at all. So the result is very clear, right? Sure. We promote all of these technocrats in the leadership positions, and how are we doing in terms of leading society, leading businesses uh, today? Mm. One would argue not very well. Yeah, I mean, we have a dearth of leadership, right? Yeah. So this idea of technocrats prevailing is something that we as individual leaders and uh, we as members of society, we want to try to work against. We want yeah. leaders to assume leadership positions. And this is not saying that the, the majority of technically skilled people can't be leaders. No. 
It's not, because what's our premise? Our premise is, if you study and practice leadership, right. no matter who you are... Anybody you, can be good. Yeah, you'll become a way better leader yeah. than you are now, right? So, um, so this is just something to keep in mind, right? Okay. So, the, we kind of alluded to this, but yeah. our society doesn't really invest in leadership. Very little. I mean, we're looking right now, you can't see it because we're a podcast, but we're looking at a course description for a business management degree right now. Yep. And the word leadership doesn't even appear yeah. in the course description. Yeah, you could probably just do a quick web search. Yeah, I'm sure you could. What's What classes are required for a bachelor's degree in yeah. business, right? So Nothing about leadership. Nothing about leadership, right? And so leaders spend less than 1% of their educational time and less than 0.001% of their work time studying their essential skill set, how to yeah. lead. It's almost absurd, yeah. right? So to be a leader that, that takes leadership seriously, you've got to invest. You have to study leadership and practice it. You have to be the driving force in your own development, right? We've mentioned this already, yeah. but these facts just simply bear it out. So the leadership toolbox we share today will give you a system for studying leadership. All right, so uh, could you just quickly review real quick again the yeah. six sides, and then we'll dive in. Yeah, six again. So number one is operate against principles and violet. Number two, assume an effective mantle. Three is deeply understand purpose. Number four is have impact through others. Five is be situationally aware. Number six, master the art of doing nothing. All right, let's jump into this. Yep. Okay, so let's go to the first one, operate against principles and violet. So our belief is there is karma. There's leadership karma. No. There's a physics to interaction. There's a price to be paid for poor, ineffective, and malevolent leadership, mm. especially malevolent oh, leadership, yeah. right? So the only way to ensure positive, balanced outcomes, um, at least in the long run, is to operate against a personal set of principles you just won't violate. So you have this personal code, if you will, and you won't violate it. You've thought it out very well. Uh, you've, it's written down. It's something that's integral to your life, and you won't put it aside for short-term gain. Yeah. And then over time, um, that's the most um, effective way, the most profitable way, not just in terms of money, but right. in terms of many things, right. to um, operate your life, to lead. So I have a personal code. I'll share it with you very quickly. We can use my code as an example later in another episode yeah. to go over how do you develop a personal code. But uh, very, very simply, my personal code is honor above all, loyalty above all but honor, discretion above all but loyalty and honor. So there's a hierarchy there, right? Then technical competence, no surprises, and balance. So that's my personal code, and I use that code when I'm making decisions yeah, good. and taking actions. All right, so we have these four questions that we ask around each one of the sides uh, to provide us this learning system, yeah. right? So the first is, how do you get started um, understanding about this particular side of the leadership toolbox? The second is, how do you activate that side in okay. yourself? The third is, how do you activate that side in others? And the fourth is, how do you learn more about it? Okay. So I'm going to go through those real quickly. So the first for principles in Violet, how do you uh, get started? So spend 15 minutes a day drafting your personal principles for a month. 
then put them in your time management system or underneath the glass on your desk, whatever it might be. Read them every day, reflect on them once a month, revise them once a year. So that's, that's how you get into this, right? So how do you activate it in yourself? Use them as a checklist around decisions, large and small. How does this option fit my principle about honor, my principle about loyalty, et cetera? That makes sense. The third question, how do you activate it in others? So you share yours with your, your yeah. folks. You insist that subordinates develop a set. You refer to the principles of the organization uh, that you work for. Uh, in decision-making associated with that organization, decisions at work. How do you learn more about this? Read everything that Ben Franklin wrote and that uh, Stephen Covey wrote. And Stephen Covey, by the way, bases a lot of his writings on uh, Ben Franklin's thoughts, right? So read about this stuff by reading about everything that Ben Franklin and Stephen Covey wrote. Start with Franklin. Do this in about a year. Uh, a book you could start with that's not something that Ben Franklin wrote, but it's a nice summary of Ben Franklin's thoughts are Ben Franklin's 12 Rules of Management, written by Blaine McCormick. Yeah. All right, so that's the first side. Let's go to the second side. Luke, can you walk us through? Yeah, let's go to the next one. So assume an effective mantle. So to be a leader, you got to act like a leader. you got to be seen as leadery, leaderish. Be the head person, right? And this is a highly personal endeavor, but you know, there's some tips that we can uh, help people with this. So choose your words carefully. So words are the second most powerful tools of a leader. Never use the word, but why not? Why never use the word, but because I believe is everything. And I've, you taught me this, right? So everything that comes after or everything that you said before the word, but is usually false. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You're a good employee, but, but. that means you're a bad employee. Right. <laughs> so it's just a way for people to uh, lie while they're telling the right. truth, right? Yeah. Yep. That's uh, the way people feel that about it. That makes sense. And that's, yeah. that changed a lot for me when I stopped doing that because yeah. in, the, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking everything I say before the word but is not true. Yeah. At least that's the way people feel. That's about the way it, people right? feel, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> next tip. Rarely or never use sarcasm. This is good. That was a tough one for me. Yeah, me too, because it's so much fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. sarcastic in nature. So uh, this is a big one. Next one, never write an angry letter. Oh, that's hard to do. What about if you write it and then delete it? Well, but don't put the person's name in the two box. <laughs> That happened to me once. Or accidentally leave the email, like yeah. a two box and click yeah. send. Oh, man. That click was terrible. That was terrible to oh, clean yeah. up. That's bad. <laughs> Next one, give your opinion last. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Use positive energy. That's, of course, that's good. Do what you say you would do. Yeah. Yeah, keep your word. Yeah. Set a visible theatrical behavioral example. Yeah. So almost be over, overdo it. Yeah. Overact a little bit like the, like Adam West and Batman. Oh yeah. So people get the point. <laughs> be confident without being oppressive. Yeah. That's that really tough. takes practice. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah. Develop a natural conversational style. That's not formulaic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just an easy back and forth. Right. Okay. So these are the ways you can. Yeah. 
So that's some good good tips you to, can, be, to assume an effective mantle, uh, so mantle how to appear right? to be that that leader. And of course, mantle is an old word for coat, so it means an yeah. appearance or the way you look, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. So back to those four questions. How do we build this in? Give public presentations. Uh, lead some type of a civic project. Run for office, even if it's a small position. So watch and emulate other leaders that you admire. And that's an inexpensive and yeah, easy one. Very right? easy to do. Yeah. How do we activate this in ourselves? So try your mantle on. Put that coat on and debrief yourself. Kind of give you a review yourself, right? Have a mentor or mentoring group. I think that's very important. Yeah. That was important for me because I think before I met you and learned Avenulo's system, I didn't have that. Yeah. And that's it's, been very effective for me oh, in my career growth. It's It keeps you humble and on the straight path to have this group of people who give you honest feedback. Their sure. only agenda is helping you, helping you, and they give you honest feedback about how you're coming across, how you're making your decisions, yeah. all that. It's so valuable. Yeah, I think and, that's, that's very valuable. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. So how do we activate this in others? So give sub, subordinate leaders gentle, well-thought-out feedback. Yeah. So again, you're not out to hurt somebody or out to diminish someone. You're just giving them uh, factual information that's genuinely going to help them. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we learn more about this? Read. Lots of good books on this. Uh, a couple of examples. How to Become a CEO by Jeff J. Fox. The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Anti-source, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And this is a great anti-source because this has got all the things that kind of malevolent evil people do to have power over others. So if you learn about them, not to practice them, but you can see them coming and kind of defeat that nonsense when you have it used against you. All right, so uh, let's go to the next side of the toolbox, deeply understand purpose. To be a leader... You got to know what you're leading on whose behalf and to what end. So what is the noble purpose of your organization? What is the mission of your department, et cetera? And you've got to know these things well. You've got to recognize the difference between what's projected and what's real. You could really understand the situation on the ground, so to speak. Um, you've got to learn the real channels of power. What's the decision-making process in the organization? You have to deeply study the business process of your organization. How does it work? What are the sub-elements? And so on. You have to fully master the operational process of the section you lead. You need to know it all from uh, stem to stern. And always remember that every process delivers exactly the results it was designed to deliver. That's coming from the five truths of improvement, right? And that everything is the way it is because someone in power is allowing that to exist. So, So you have to consider those things carefully when you understand purpose. There's another aspect of purpose I want to cover real quickly, and you can really understand the the details of this in uh, Jocko Willink and uh, Leif Babin's book, Extreme Ownership. Great book. Yeah, Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win. So in this book, he talks about you have to believe. And what he means there is, as a subordinate leader, you have to accept, embrace the purpose, the mission, the strategy, et cetera, of the person that you report to, of the person that they report to, of the organization overall. You simply must. The whole reason you are there as a subordinate leader 
is to make alive, to animate the vision and the strategy of the leaders above you. That's the paycheck. So if you're kind of rolling your eyes and uh, speaking against that um, off in the corners of the organization, you're violating the most basic tenet of your role. So your role is to bring alive those things that they're envisioning, uh, et cetera, and you need to deeply understand what that is, accept it, and embrace yeah. it. So this is the, this is the idea important. of deeply yeah. understand purpose. So how do you get this started? Create a personal learning model that involves study, practice, and live play. So you want to study, practice it, um, and do that in the working world, right? And how do you get this going in yourself? Create a detailed set of learning objectives. Link them to your calendar. Spend mm. time with process owners. Map the process. Create a value stream oh, yeah. map and so on. How do you activate this in others? Demand that your subordinates do the same thing that you're doing. And how can you learn more about it? Read the book Deep Dive by Rich Horwath. The book The Goal by Eli Goldratt. The book How to Measure Anything by Douglas Hubbard. Ooh. And that's a dry read, but really worth it. <laughs> that's a tough one. Right? And read The Rational Manager by Kepner yeah, and Tragel. That that's kind of the granddaddy yeah. of all management books. So um, reading that will really bring you a lot of insight. Yeah, that's good. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, so next side of the box. Have impact through others. So to have this impact through others, got to be able to delegate effectively. Uh, that involves being predictable and to make accountability visible throughout your organization. So Dave and I believe in ETBR, which stands for Enjoy the Business, business Result. result. Yeah. So this is a core Avenulo concept. So this allows you to delegate a result, not a task, so yeah. to actually get something done, Yeah. right? Uh, which has one owner, one date, one time. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of one owner, a date and a time, because that t what we found is that time, when you do that, that takes 60 days out of the life of an average project yeah. when you're practicing time-based ETBR. And, and the, the whole idea of a result, so it's restore this vehicle to operation yep. by noon on Thursday, as opposed to change the tires. Right. Well, I changed the tires, but it still doesn't work. Yeah. We don't have the result, right? So that's a really cool thing, this idea of yeah. ETBR. And this works really, really well. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is to be so predictable in your behavior that you pass the 75% test. Yeah, the 75% test. So the 75% test essentially is in order to delegate, to really lead, you got to be able to develop your followers. So this is an ability to decide as you would decide and do as you would do if you're not there. Yeah, I, I love this this little scenario where you, you simply create a scenario and then you ask people to decide from A, B, C, D the answer that you would pick right. and you see what, you, you know what your real answer is. So you see what they would pick Somebody and then you can actually ask. measure yeah. how, what percentage of your leaders would do what you wanted them to do. Right. It's and a you, great exercise. And you want that to be above 75%. Right. Yep. So this allows you to be predictable enough to allow your subordinates to predict the side and act as you would have them act uh, in your absence. Yeah. And this is a key leadership. Yeah, very, competence. very, very key. Yep. So how do we build this in? So you can build a formal visual delegation system. Man, that's important. Yeah. So how do you activate this in yourself? You can delegate using your system for big things and small things. 
Mm-hmm. How do we activate this in others? You just demand that they do the same. So yeah. Again, this is you. You kind of see the. This is a repetitive thing in all of these questions. It's almost. It's a lead by example. Master it yourself, and then lead others to do the same. Lead by example. Yeah. Right. So, how can we learn more about this? A couple of good books on this topic: "Predictably Irrational" by Dan Irely. Drive, The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us by Daniel Pink. And so the anti-source for this, so something to give you kind of the what not to do. The opposite content would be The Prince by Niccolo Machiavelli. Yeah. And there's there's something else we should add. We didn't didn't get it into the notes for the show, but it's Hyatt's Five Levels of Delegation. And I think we'll do an episode on delegation. Specifically about that. But you can find it so easily on, on the internet. Hyatt's Five levels of delegation is a very, very yeah, effective a way to delegate. One. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what's the next one, Dave? Sure. So um, just I just want to share a couple of thoughts before we go on to the next one. Just a, a moment of reflecting on what you just kind of covered. Okay. So my father, we'll talk about him often because he was just so, <laughs> he was so brilliant, um, used to say the real measure of a leader is how well their people do in their absence. So if your team falls apart when you're not there, you won't be successful or you'll never take a vacation and lose your family. Mm. Um, And then he'd go on to say, those who are irreplaceable are unpromotable. That's good. Yeah. And so you have to train your people to be competent and to act uh, just as effectively as if you're there when you're not there. And that's a real leader. That's the measure of a real leader. And and that's what this... uh, this side of the box yeah, is really good. all about, right? Okay, so be situationally aware. So to be a successful leader, you have to be organizationally savvy. You have to have emotional intelligence. You got to see the signs on the ground, right? So you really have to listen. A key aspect of this, and it's really tough for Western leaders to do this. Western leaders are formulating the answer while the other person's talking. And they're not paying attention to what they're saying. And they're not paying attention. Yeah. They're they're using the person that's speaking time as a way to think about what they're going to say next, right? You so can see it on their faces. You can. Oh my gosh, it's, it's very obvious, yeah. right? So this is something you have to kind of erase the programming in you and replace it. Don't formulate your response when others are talking. Just deeply listen, intake, listen, observe, so to speak, without judgment, and then take some time and formulate your response after they're done talking. So this is one way to be situationally aware. Another is to keep your airtime below 30%. If you're talking as a leader above 30% of the the time that's going on in the exchange, um, people are turning you out for sure. Another is slow down and listen to your lizard brain. What's that mean? There's this gut check, a gut feeling, they'll call it, about what to do or not do that happens in all of us. Learn how to listen to that. There's all kinds of thinking going on in your brain that you don't have access to, but it's drawing conclusions and leading you in a direction that's very, very powerful. So um, listening to your lizard brain is important. Get a lot of input about what's happening, what just happened, what happened last time, what will happen next from subordinates and peers. Don't just rely on reports yeah. and paperwork. Go see for yourself. And we're going to do 
uh, episodes after episode on this idea of Genshi Genbutsu, going to the Gamba, you know, all that kind of thing. But uh, this is it's critically important. Yeah, getting input from others is besides specifically data. Yeah. Right. Right. So let them tell you, yeah. give their input, give their opinion. Yeah. Don't let your ego rule you. Keep that little ego locked in the box and off in the corner of your mind. And then give your opinion last. We've mentioned that before, but part of being situationally aware, it's worth noting again, once you give your opinion as the leader in the room, all other opinions shut down. Yep. So always be the last person to give your opinion, unless you don't want opinions, in which case don't ask for them. Yeah. Just state what's going to happen and move forward. That's so true. so this is the idea of being situationally aware. Okay. Um, so how do you get started on this? Take a listening course. Just really study the art of listening, right? Go hunting. That's a great way to learn about listening. Mm. Take a body language course. Build a diagonal network in your organization, not just your subordinates, not just your superiors, but kind of create a diagonal slice across the organization of, uh, of people that you have a relationship with and you can get input from. Take the, the Carnegie course, the Dale Carnegie course is really great for this. Take a free online emotional intelligence test. And then take it again in six months and see if you've improved. <laughs> so how do you activate this in yourself? Take 30 to 60 minutes to think every day in a oh. quiet place with a journal. Not in your car, yeah. not with TV or music playing. Set aside a regular time to do this and think. Think about what happened. Think about what's going to happen. Make notes and so on. How do you do this in others? Model this behavior and use the uh, what is happening model with subordinates. And promote this idea of Carnegie with your people. How to learn more about it? Read How to Win Friends and Influence Others by Dale Carnegie. Still classic, right? Um, Read A Vision So Noble, The OODA Loop Loop. by John Boyd. So John Boyd is an Air Force colonel who taught fighter pilots. And he invented this concept of the OODA Loop for a way to be aware and, and then to react appropriately in the situations that fighter pilots are faced with, which you can apply to life. And then Gemble Walks by James Womack. So James Womack is probably the, the greatest uh, mind alive today hmm. in terms of lean. Hmm. And he wrote this book, Gemble Walks, which is just Great concept. R- yeah, yep. rich with things you can learn about how to be aware. All right, so let's go on to the next one. Master the Art of Doing Nothing. Not much to talk about on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our notes are blank, blank on this, right? For a reason. Yeah. So doing nothing. Yeah, sometimes the right answer is to just do nothing. See who will rise up to solve the yeah. problem. See if the problem's real, if it goes away on its own. Um, sometimes it's better to just observe without judgment. Yeah. Don't say anything. Yeah. And sometimes just be be curious, right? So- True leaders can do this very effectively. Yeah. And you need to practice when it's hard doing do. nothing. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard. You want to jump in and solve the problem. Yeah, usually, naturally, I'm a, I'm a problem solver, right? So I naturally want to jump in and try to help somebody. So to sit back and to try to let other people resolve it on their own. So you know what this is a good example of this? My kids. Mm-hmm. So as a father... You're always trying to, you want to help them figure it out. Yeah. You want to fix it for them. Yeah. But long term, that's not going to be good. Yeah. So I need to step back, let them figure it out on their own. Yeah. Let them fall in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's no, how do you build this? You just practice this. The only way is this. 
when you're looking at intervening as a leader, you ask this question, is this an opportunity to master the art of doing nothing? (laughs) And if it is, pause for a while. Just put a mental hook in place. When should I check back to see how it's going? But um, if you practice this and master this art, you'll dramatically improve your leadership capability. Big leg up there. Yeah. Okay. So those are the six sides. Um, We want to give you a quick reminder, like we talked about at the in the very first episode one, that there's two authority streams, leader and manager. We're talking about leader here and not manager. We're talking about the leadership skills, um, the things that you use to communicate a compelling vision, to put the right people in the right place at the right time, to ensure fiduciary in your organization and a healthy culture, um, and to be present during times of crisis and high opportunity. So that's, that's, uh, the authority stream that we're talking about yep. leader, right? Um, okay, some interesting, useful sayings to to kind of help us close this out. Okay. Um, another one from dear old dad. Blood makes a fine lubricant, but it dries quickly and must be reapplied often. Hmm. And what he meant by that was, if you're going to be the, the leader that yells and kicks and screams, then... No one's going to do anything until you yell and kick and scream. And you're going to have to do that more and more often to get things done. So that's not an effective way to lead. All right. What are a couple others? So there are no critics if everyone is on the stage. I love that one. Yeah. You get everybody involved. Everybody Everybody engaged. No one's being critical, right? Can't be critical. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Small minds talk about others, but mediocre minds talk about things and great minds talk about ideas. Yeah. So as a leader, be a great mind. Talk about ideas, yeah. right? All right. And so you talked about this one before. It's actually in Portuguese. We do business, of course, all over the world. And we learn from people all over the world. We learned this doing business in Brazil. Um cachorro com dois donos more de fome. Um, so a dog with two owners dies, dies of hunger. hunger. Yeah. So this is the idea of captaincy or the accountability always coming down to one person by name. Right. Oh, then we have another foreign language one here too, right? I'm going to let you tackle that. because. All right. I'm, so this is one we learned in <laughs> Germany. Alles hat ein Ende, nur die Wurst hat zwei Enden. This means everything has an end, only the sausage has two ends. And this is to remind us that things are often not as they appear. So make sure that you're understanding fully well before you um, move to make a correction and so on. All right, so our summary. The summary is simple. There are these six sides uh, of the leadership toolbox you can use to build a framework for studying, practicing, and becoming a better and better leader. Um, And that you should be a leader and not a technocrat. If you were promoted because of your technical expertise, that's okay, but Become a better leader. And by studying and practicing, you can do that. You can become a much better leader. So the six sides of the toolbox operate against principles in violet. Main part of that, having a personal code. Right. Assume an effective mantle. Become leader-like, right? Deeply understand the purpose of the organization. Have impact through others. Be situationally aware. Master the art of doing nothing. Yep. And then within the framework of those six Leadership sides, you want to remember to be predictable in your leadership style so that people will decide and behave as you would have them if you were there. And make sure you schedule time to study for your role as a leader, to study, practice, and reflect. So that's it. That's the leadership toolbox. 
Uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And please like and share. And uh, we will be back soon with for the next uh, one. Yeah, for, with more exciting stuff. Thanks again for listening. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the TPL show. We hope you'll apply what you learned today and tell us how it went. If you want to share, want more information, or have questions, please contact us at info at Have a great day. Thank you.